Andy, you're a dumb bitch, too. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi, and welcome to Look Good for the Boys. Look Good for the Birthday Boys. Yeah. A horror birthday gossip <laughs> podcast. I'm birthday boy Philip. I'm birthday boy Andy. <laughs> Before we get into our birthday celebration, though, you have something to say. Okay, well, we don't have to... Look, I just wanted to tell you that last week I said that I had never been to a camp that had a swimming pool at it, and I realized I misspoke. I remember one of the camps I went to did have a swimming pool, but I don't think I ever actually went to it. Weird. Yeah. It's just weird to me I, that like, camp- I remember walking by it, but I don't ever remember going in. Were there kids in it? Like, what, did you have access to it? I don't remember. Huh. I feel like we must have, because of the, otherwise, why have one? Right. It just feels weird to maybe me that they, a camp would have one. Maybe it was restricted hours, or maybe there was like swimming as an activity, and they don't want to do swimming in the lake because, I don't know. It's, it's still weird. I don't know. So Childhood was so long ago. I think what you mean to say, I think you owe our listeners. I'm, look, I'm sorry for apology. lying. Thank you, yeah. I'm sorry for lying to you all about my summer camp swimming pool experiences. Do you feel better? <laughs> no. <laughs> I also was too hard on Pete and S- Peter and Snowboy, I think, from Sleepaway Camp 3. You really were. Yeah. They didn't deserve that. No, no. I understand the juvenile impulse yeah, for vandalism and destruction. Yeah, you are a Pete right? and like, Snowboy. No, I would have definitely been like fascinated <laughs> by Peter and Snowboy. I would have like been like, hell yeah. These guys are all right. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we can move on, though. Welcome Happy to, birthday. Yeah. Welcome to our birthday week. Happy birthday, Andy. Happy birthday, Philip. As you might be aware of if you listened to our show last year, Andy and I have birthdays within a few days of each other. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being Leos, we like to celebrate ourselves. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But this year, I actually, I want to give a gift instead of receiving a gift. Okay. Well, all right. Because I realized the other I feel like day, there's a, there's a wishmaster thing coming. <laughs> well, no, when you give, you don't get the wishmaster thing. It's when you receive the gift, right? I, yeah, I feel like you're gonna make it. You're gonna twist it somehow. <laughs> Look, all I all I'm saying is that I noticed the other day that we don't do a lot of shout outs on our podcast. And we do, yeah, we do sometimes, sometimes. But I just, I, I just want to give a little love mm. because recently, give a little love. <clears throat> Sorry. Recently, our horror podcast BFF, Aaron, from Manic Movie Manic Monday, Movie Monday, just celebrated their one-year anniversary. Oh, as a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, with who? <laughs> with the, their podcast, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, there you go. Yeah, me, me and, hey, we're in a thruple with our podcast. <laughs> That's true, we yeah. are. This is a horror thruple, you, me, and the podcast. I choose the podcast. <laughs> That's, look... <laughs> That's fair. Anyway. People they have, like the podcast. That's good. Nobody likes me. 
Anyway, they have Erin and her co-host Hillary have a really amazing, fun one-year anniversary episode that they just put out recently that you should totally go listen to. They give us a really lovely shout out on it. That's nice. That's not the only reason I'm plugging it. That's (laughs) nice. I also look if you want to if you want to get mentioned on our podcast, you get to mention us on yours. Yeah, tit for tat. You you scratch my back, (laughs) I scratch yours. But yeah, Erin is a powerhouse of knowledge. It's overwhelming. And she's also just a delight to listen to and to talk to. Yeah, Uh, she's great. We've been on her podcast once and a second time is probably going to be coming out relatively soon. So yeah, you should go check out Manic Movie Monday. Yeah, fun, fun times. That's my birthday present that I'm giving to somebody else. Well, and it's, hey, it's Monday. (laughs) Hey, it is. This comes out on a Monday. And it's technically not either of our birthdays today. No, my birthday... If you're listening to this, the day came out. My birthday is tomorrow. Yours is Friday. Friday. Friday birthday. I have a Tuesday birthday. That sucks. I mean, who cares? Remember when a Friday birthday used to actually mean something? (laughs) I don't give a shit now. Nothing means anything, though. Yeah, that's (laughs) time is a lie. It's true. So last year we did a birthday episode. Mm -hmm. And we recorded it ahead of time, of course, because our birthday present to ourselves was covid Remember that? Your birthday present to me was COVID. <laughs> hey, I My didn't birthday ask for present it. to myself was not dying. I don't know. Yeah. So I got COVID right before my birthday, and then I gave it to Andy just in time for his birthday. Yeah, it was pretty great. Yep. So hopefully, knock on... Here, this is me knocking on wood. Don't do it. Okay, yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen this Who's year. Who's knocking? It's COVID. <laughs> Let no. me in. No, you can't come in. Not again. But... We also made some birthday wishes last year. My birthday wish last year, my horror birthday wish, because yes. we had to be specific, yeah. was that Evil Dead Rise was a low-key remake of uh, Demons 2, which didn't come true. No. Uh, but you wanted it to be Italian horror weird, and it was not. It was not that. Still, I mean, I, I wasn't disappointed. It wasn't everything I wanted. It was. It's definitely an the least of the Evil Dead movies, but I still, I, yeah. I was in for the ride. It just wasn't my birthday... My birthday wish did not come true. Yeah. And you... My birthday wish also did not come true. Well, it kind of came know, true in a weird monkey's, monkey's paw, paw kind of way. Yeah, you got yeah. a monkey's paw version of your birthday yeah, wish. Be- so you wished for... My birthday wish was for Halloween ends to be good, actually. And it was not. But no. But I also... I think the criteria I provided for that wish was I don't even have to love it. I just have to like it. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, I didn't even like it, but I did have a good time watching it in the theater with you. Yeah. So it was like, my birthday wish came true in the sense that I had a good time watching a Halloween movie in the theater. That's a really good point, yeah. unlike the last two. Yeah, you know? yeah, where I had a miserable time watching both of them. At least this one, it was like, you know, I was, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I've been so radicalized by the David Gordon Green Halloweens that by Halloween ends, I was just like... Fuck it, watch it burn. Laugh at it burning. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And it was really fun. It was. It was a fun time. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've liked movies that I've had not nearly as fun a time in the theater as, yeah, as I, I did. That's why it's the perfect combo. You, me, some weed, VIP section of a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And nobody around us so we can, like, talk a bunch of shit. And David Gordon Green taking some huge swings and mostly striking the fuck out. (laughs) But that's fun to watch, too. Okay, so, moving on to this year. Yeah, so this year. What is your... 
you know, it's it's a birthday wish. So the birthday year goes from now until the following yeah. July. Yeah. You know, so it's not confined I, to just the re- what's yeah. rest, what's left this year. Well, okay. So, I mean, again, specified horror birthday wish because my birthday wish is for this double strike to lead to a general strike to shut down everything. And then uh, we get rid of capitalism and the police and the military industrial complex and prisons. And, um, you know, we become like just a, you know, a socialist, uh, anarcho-syndicalist utopia. And then uh, that kind of spreads throughout the world. And it's just uh, a global peace and the planet heals. And we don't have to worry about barbarism devouring us all. Great wish. That's I'm going to just <laughs> say that might use up all your remaining birthday wishes I mean, I'm fine with Forever. that. I mean, I'd be fine with that. Because that's my one, that's the one big wish. Yeah. <laughs> so you just, you don't get birthday. If that happens, you don't get birthdays anymore. I'll tell you, if that happens, I'm fine getting rid of birthdays. Okay. You know what? If that happens, Entirely. I'll give up mine too. Yeah. As this, a concept. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think that collectively, we just, we just have to be like, no more birthdays for any of us. And that's the price of that happening. Fair. Yeah. Because then really, honestly, when there are no birthdays, every day's a birthday. Think about it. Right? <laughs> Is that how that works? I think so. I think so. Uh, so yeah, horror birthday wish. Well, I mean, I'm already geared up to have a pretty good birthday day itself. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know what your birthday plans are. Normally birthdays, I try to keep pretty low key. But like I'm on my birthday, I'm going to see two horror movies that are coming out. Well, one horror movie and one like family friendly horror comedy. Uh, spooky are- comedy. Talk to me mm-hmm. and Haunted Mansion. And Haunted Mansion I'm torn on because, wow, talk about a problematic cast. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole lot of yikes there. Can I take a moment to give a little PSA to the, <laughs> the remaining celebrities out there? Yeah. Hey, can all of you just stop? <laughs> just stop. Just don't. Just get it under control. Yeah. Keep it down. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, gosh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway. So, okay. So, I'm going to see those movies. And look, Haunted Mansion, I'm not really looking forward to. But, I mean, Danny DeVito, whatever. Maybe I won't see it in the theater. That's the other thing. It's Disney. I don't really want to go give Disney any money right now. All things considered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Room Red. I don't want to give them any money. So, maybe I won't see Haunted Mansion. But a Carly Rae Jepsen album is coming out on my birthday. You're set up to have so a real good that's birthday. Like, it's like, I feel like I'll be pushing it if I make any wishes. Although it would be cool for Talk To Me to be actually good and not just another overhyped, mediocre example of people that don't want to make horror movies making quote-unquote elevated post-whatever horror fucking garbage. I would love for that to be, you know, actually good, scary. We're, We're making a horror movie and we're happy about that movie. That would be my birthday wish, I guess. That's your birthday wish? You're using your birthday wish on Talk To Me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I need something to believe in right now. <laughs> so, yeah, you want an immediate birthday wish fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah you, yeah. you need it soon. Yeah. I want it to come true on my birthday. And then the rest of the year is fine. Uh, just so you know, by the way, I know literally nothing about Talk To Me except accidentally looking at the cover of this month's Fangoria. Oh. Um, so, and I'm keep trying to keep it that way. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it that way, too. I, I saw a trailer, but I haven't, like... Rewatch the trailer. Every time an ad comes up, I kind of like scroll away, you know. Um, I'm not trying to get stuff spoiled. 
the concept seems very similar to an idea I had once, which really excites me because I would like, because as we know, I'm never going to actually complete anything. So all these ideas I have, it's like, well, just let someone else make them. And if it's good, it's cool. I'm fine with that. <laughs> so we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good, it's a good yeah. birthday wish. And yeah, I hope it's true. And we'll find out very soon. In fact, we'll probably find out within a few days of you listening to this. Oh yeah, that's true. What about you? What's your, what's your horror birthday wish for 2023? Is it Saw-related? No. Is it Exorcist-related? No. Is it Last Voyage of the Demeter-related? I'm really excited for that, by the way. That's a movie that, like... I remember reading about development on that in, like, 2004, I think. Yeah, I'm not... I've been trying to make that movie for a long fucking time. And it's a time. great idea for a movie. I am not keeping my hopes up for it. Yeah, there are things in the trailer that suggest that it might go the way that you, you don't want it to go. Yeah. I'm still going to see it. Of it's, a, it's a Dracula movie. Com- I mean, that's the thing. Even though I hated fucking Renfield, like, I don't know, two movies about Dracula one, one year? year? That's, that's pretty great, cool. Yeah. yeah. Is it? You know what? I'm I'm very tepid about the current roster of upcoming horror <laughs> movies in the next year that I'm aware of anyway. Yeah. So I am just going to say, and maybe you can help me build this wish. Okay. I want something to come out and surprise me. Like I want the opposite of, do you remember that time that during the Super Bowl they aired the trailer for the Cloverfield paradox and then it ended with available now and yeah. everybody was just like, Oh fuck. Yes. Yeah. And then it, they watched the movie <laughs> That movie yeah. was garbage. Yeah. I want something like that, but for something good. You want a sleeper horror hit. You want something that's under the radar or not on your radar at the moment to kind of just come in and surprise you. Yeah, or or I want like a surprise release of something known. Oh, I see. It's exciting. Yeah. I don't know. You know? Hmm. I want a surprise remake of... <laughs> Demons 2. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was basically your wish last year. I know, and I didn't get it, so well, I'm wishing it again. Just, okay. All right. So, okay, if we did get a surprise remake of Demons 2, who would be the director? Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, I, instinctually, I want to just say Fede Alvarez, but he's making the Alien movie now. So, No. Actually, you know what? This is what I've been saying for everything. Any, uh, the, whoever directed No One Gets Out Alive. Okay. That director. <laughs> I can't remember his name right now. But I I want to see more from him, so I, we'll say him for Demons 2 Remake. That would be great. Cool. There's my birthday wish. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> no. No. No, I mean, I think it's fine enough to just, yeah, to like put that wish out there to be like, I hope for something to surprise me because... I love that when something that you aren't expecting much from or you're not, you don't hear about kind of comes in out of nowhere and you're just like, whoa, wow, you know? Case in point, the movies we're going to talk about today, the first one was my favorite surprise of the year that it was released. 2017. 2017. That was the movie that I most was like taken aback by because I really wasn't expecting much from it. And I went in and was just like, oh, wow, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Well, should we say what the movies are? I guess we should, yeah. 
So today for our birthdays, we are talking about Happy Death Day 2017. And, ha- and Happy Death Day to you, 2019. Cool. It's my birthday and I gotta answer the phone. <laughs> okay. Um so let's summarize these films. Do you wanna do that? Yeah, I mean they're so they're both uh well the first one is a slasher movie, but it's I mean if you haven't seen it, it's Groundhog Day, but as a slasher. Mm-hmm. And it's a PG thirteen slasher, but it's a campus slasher. It's a first wave campus slasher kind of template, but with a time loop. And it's the our lead character tree. Short for Teresa Gelbman. Oh yeah, <laughs> she uh, it, she wakes up on her birthday. She's got a hangover. She had a party the night before. She's in a stranger's room, like a, a nerdy boy, sensitive college freshman man, Carter. Yeah. Carter, yeah. And she lives through her day. We find out that she's uh, in a sorority. She's kind of a shithead. Kind of a little bit of a mean girl, a little bit of an asshole. We also find out her mom has died. Yep. And then she gets murdered by a guy in a baby face mask and a hoodie. By a person in a baby face mask. By a person in a baby (laughs) face mask and a hoodie. And then she has to keep reliving the same day over and over again. She she gets murdered, but guess what? She wakes up (gasps) in the dorm room. Where she started. Where she started. On the same day. And we get our Groundhog Day scenario. Monday the 18th. Uh, So she's repeating the same day over and over again, and she basically has to figure out who's killing her each day. Yeah. Well, that's the conclusion she arrives at. She's not entirely wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, the loop breaks when she finds her killer. Yeah, but see, it could be argued that the loop doesn't actually have anything to do with the killer. And uh, we would find out in the second movie it has nothing to do with it more or less, but that the loop, I think it's more about her learning a lesson than it is about discovering who her killer is. I think it's both. Yeah, okay. I mean, you that's the thing, that's the beauty of these movies, is that it's kind of open to interpretation. There's even, even when they explain what causes the loop in the second film, you can still say, well, maybe, yeah, that's what started it, but what fixes it is whatever, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, you're right. You could say a lot, but I think that she needed to survive. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I'm just, I'm just being a dick. I'm just picking at details now. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and by surviving, she, you know, she finds out the identity of her killer, yeah. and also in the process becomes a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she basically she goes from mean girl to final girl, mm-hmm. and stops the killer and saves some lives, and uh, traumatizes one poor girl for the rest of her life. Then, you know, loop fixed, the end. The identity of the killer turns out to be, you know... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Her her roommate, roommate, Lori, Mm -hmm. who is sort of like, you know, the good girl. She's a nurse. She's She does her homework. She's not really sorority material. She's sort of an outs... She is who would be a final girl if this were a traditional campus slasher. Right. Tree would be the, like... Kind of promiscuous, mean girl, best friend. Yes. And who dies? Who dies? Which she does. Lori would be our (laughs) reserved final girl, you know, our wallflower final girl. I do love that whole thing about how, you know, when Lori's explaining why she's doing it, that it's because Tree is sleeping with her professor, also a doctor at the the school's hospital. Mm -hmm. 
and Lori's jealous. And Tree says, wait, you're killing me over and over again for a man? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> which is, first of all, great. Yeah. And also her Lori's response when she's like, <laughs> it's not like, just that. You're, you're a all, dumb you're bitch, a dumb too. bitch, too. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's the first movie. The second movie picks up right where the first one leaves off, like literally that next day. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday the 19th. But now with uh, Ryan, who is Carter's roommate. And broad strokes, we'll, we'll, the second one is complicated. But basically, yeah. it turns out Ryan and his lab mates have been working on this quantum device. Yeah. Yeah. Called Sissy? Sisyphus. Sisyphus. Which, but they nickname it Sissy. I got a nitpick about that. Okay, what? <laughs> if the intended outcome of this device isn't to create an over and over again time loop, why name it Sisyphus? That makes no sense to me, because the whole point of Sisyphus is your the the idea of the myth of Sisyphus is you know the repetitive nature of life, the tasks, the 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 mundane, the fucking the the over and over againness of it. See, the way I take that is, and this is kind of how I take Ryan in general, which we'll get into it, but uh, is he's like the smartest dumb person or the dumbest smart person. And I see him like, I, I see the three of them, the lab mates, Dre and Samar and Ryan, like making a joke about that being like, what if we created like a time loop with this? And then like deciding to name it Sisyphus, but thinking that that's a dumb thing. But they even say it's an unintended consequence. And they were like, we couldn't have thought that it was this. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, I don't know what it's a writing note. It's a, it's one gripe. We'll get to my other gripes. I'm choosing to believe that they were just really high and came up with that joke and forgot they did and named it after that. Because, <laughs> okay, sure. You know, like this inside joke that they didn't remember. So, look, you, your, your, your ability to suspend your disbelief is stronger than mine, apparently. We've known this for a long time. So anyway, they create this quantum device that it has an un- unintended side effect of creating the time loop that Tree got stuck in in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And now Ryan is stuck in one in which he's getting killed, turns out, by himself. And they, in the process of, who knows what Ryan's trying to do. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. But he turns the device on and it shoots Tree into an alternate dimension. Yeah. The idea is that if they, they activate it again, it's basically like fixing the loop that they created, right? And yeah, they get split into it's a multiverse thing it's no longer time loop it's parallel dimension now alternate universe territory well it's both now so because it sends her to a parallel dimension but then also traps her back in her oh, same yeah, time she's loop. in the same loop again yeah. but this time it's somebody else actually getting murdered yeah so this time it's <laughs> Lori is actually the target it takes her a while to figure this out yeah Lori is the target of the murder and she just happens to get caught in the crosshairs because she keeps trying to get yeah, in the middle of everything. The universe she tra- and the universe she travels to, her professor and her are not having an affair. Lori and her professor are having an affair. Carter is dating Danielle. The her head of her sorority. Shitty sorority lady. And... <laughs> and, just as importantly... But probably the most important thing, her mom is still alive. Her mom is still alive. So she wants to stay there. Yes. And... You know, we we just watch her learn about being a good person and be aware of being aware of others and set and what it means to care 
And now she's immediately going back to, well, I don't care if I knocked the the tree from this dimension into another one. This is where I'm going to stay. Well, I don't think she actually even considers that until, is it Carter? Carter tells her. I think that that actually shakes her when she realizes yeah. that there's another version of her that she's stealing a life from. Mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly don't think that occurred to her because you can still see some effects of, you know, the lessons that she learned in the last movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so she is caught in a new time loop. She's trying to figure out eventually who's trying to kill Lori. Mm-hmm. Turns out, spoiler alert, it's, it's the, the professor, professor and, and his wife. His wife. Yeah. <laughs> and so she stops that and they get the device to be powered on and send her back to her dimension. And then it. And that's it. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're skipping over a lot of things, but that's happy death day and happy death day to you. That's the, those, that's those movies. Yep. That's what they're about. That's their, that's their deal. Okay. <laughs> So I have a feeling I'm going to set you off here, but let's talk briefly, 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 (laughs) briefly, briefly, briefly about our overall thoughts of these movies. I'll go first because I know you're just going to like go off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to say really quick. I've seen the first one a number of times. This is only the second time I've seen the second one. And after these last two times, I actually like the second one better, but I think that I, I like them both. They're both fun they're pretty harmless movies yeah. and I appreciate what they're doing. I think what they suffer from the most is their PG 13 rating. I think that they just needed a sharper edge and it'll be a little bit more dirty, a little more bloody, a little more nasty and weird. Yeah. Cause they, for, for as weird as the concept is, these movies play it really safe. See, I disagree with you because personally I like the first one a lot better than the second one. The second one I like, don't love. Mm-hmm. The first one I I mostly love, and I think one of the things that throws me off about the second one is they try to make it a little edgier. There's a little, it's a little darker and a little more like fucked up in its sense of humor, and I find it jarring. Like what, what the, what the suicide montage specifically feels oh, very out of place. Yeah, well, <sighs> and it's not it's not even about the nastiness it's just that i find the nastiness rubs up against the heart of it kind of wrong to me it's not so much the the pg13 sanitization of it cuz again i think yeah it's slasher and you want a slasher to movie to be a little gnarlier than a pg13 but i also it's sort of like well anything that's going to be I appreciate what it's there for. You know what I mean? I appreciate that there are people that are younger that maybe saw this movie when it came out and are and it like helped them get into horror. You know, like Scream. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, it, it's a good intro to horror, intro to slasher. Yeah. Film. That's I think yeah the one hundred one ness of it. I like that about it. There is a I would love to see the like gnarlier R rated edgier version of this. Don't get me wrong, mm. but yeah, I don't know. I see your point. I see your point. I just, uh, I'd like to go to the parallel universe where, yeah, where these movies are a little darker uh, or more consistently dark. I think that's what it is, is that my issue with the darkness and Happy Death Day to you is that it, it's just inconsistent with some of the other tone in the, in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I, and I, I honestly, I didn't even see it so much as like 
edginess or darkness as like unintended edginess and darkness. Like I don't, I don't think, especially in that suicide montage, <laughs> it it didn't really feel to me like the writer and director understood the, what they were doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, well, and okay. So here's my biggest issue between the two movies is one was written by Scott Lobdell and one was written by Christopher Landon. And mm-hmm. Scott Lobdell is a better writer than Christopher Landon. And uh, most of my complaints, and not, this isn't to say that like this script for the first movie is totally solid. I, I, no, I do think it is totally solid. I think there are hiccups here and there, but those mostly, like there's a couple of weird narrative devices that get left as loose ends or that don't really make a lot of sense. But I think there's more of that in the second film. And in the first film, it feels less like a script problem and more like a reshoots and editing problem. Mm -hmm. It feels like there was some scenes that got left out and some scenes that were reshot. But the second movie, yeah, I just, the script isn't as good. The dialogue isn't as good. And a lot of the like, a lot of the beats feel like they're first draft beats. You know, they feel like, oh, this is a funny idea that I thought would be funny. And we just threw it in the movie without concern for whether or not it actually kind of makes sense with the rest of everything. It's just like, oh, this is a cool idea I had. Let's put it in instead of trying to make room for it. Yeah. And honestly, maybe, maybe I'm crazy in saying this, but again, just this watch through, I will probably change my mind later. But like the second one, I kind of like the way that all of that is just so sloppy. Like it's <laughs> yeah. the second one is such a messy movie. Yeah, it is. And I, again, I think the first one is a better film. I just enjoyed the second one more. And I think part of that is that the first one, it really does for what its concept is and how interesting that is. It doesn't pull a lot of punches. I love, I love the, um, the whodunit element. And I actually think that's really well done in the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, and that structure as well. And I'm really more just like referring to all of the character arcs and relationship arcs in the first movie. They they all just feel so safe and easy and a little too tight for what everything is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) yeah, I but that's what I like about that's the thing is that that's what I like about it, because I I don't think that the second movie is interested in actually exploring the you know what makes the relationships messy i don't know if that makes sense no and the, I, i'm not saying the messiness of the second one is even intentional i just appreciate <laughs> how messy it yeah, is yeah <laughs> yeah but I mean, I mean specifically the interpersonal relationships like the first movie it's it's very aware that like all parts are for this engine you know it's this is a this is a vehicle that's on its way to a destination and every, all hands inside the car, you know? Mm-hmm. And the second one is definitely, like, doing more with, you know, I mean, you get Danielle pretending to be blind to trick the Dean. you got the Dean, who's a very complicated character. You've got these three lab people. You've got, you know, and they're friends, but their their friendship is constantly on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all also awful to each other. I also feel like you're misunderstanding me. Okay. I think both films play it way too safe, and mm-hmm. that's something that bothers me. I think that they're way too... When I say the PG-13 of it, I mean not just like the like lack of gore and sex and swear words. I mean like just like how studio it is. 
in terms of just like yeah. what, what people go through and where they end up. And both films are like that. I think that because the second one is so messy unintentionally and not in a good way, I am less annoyed by how <laughs> clean cut it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I Yeah, I guess I, I can see that read for sure. I just personally in this case, which maybe is odd for me, I prefer the like the cleaner neater more economic movie the tighter like straight ahead and i don't want to say by the numbers because it's not it's kind of making its own numbers but it's still it's it's very clear here's the thing the difference to me is happy death day it knows the rules it's breaking you know Mm -hmm. and there's there's a symmetry in that that i appreciate whereas happy death day to you feels like they don't know the rules they're breaking they're just breaking the rules i and that's i think that's the difference for me personally in my take on it. i, I want to be clear i still like the second movie mm-hmm. i just still prefer the first one uh, i just think it's better written and i'm more quick to forgive the mistakes and faults i see in it because it it moves at such a good clip and and honestly, so much of it rests on the shoulders of Jessica Roth. Like her performance as Tree is so good, so compelling, so charismatic, so like level, you know, mm-hmm. it's, and just emotionally intelligent that she carries a lot of it. Both films. Both, definitely both films. It's just that I think she has less of a burden in the first film than in the second film. Yeah, that makes because sense. Because, again, I think I think Landon is not as good a writer as Lobdell. And I don't think... And sure, they probably came up with most of these story elements together. It's just that, you know, the written by, the screenplay of the first movie, I just feel is stronger. And, yeah, but her performance is so good. And so much of that so clearly comes from her, like, as an actress. Okay, well, let's talk about these characters in these movies. Because there's a lot of interesting characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I want to know, who would, on this campus, be your BFF? Like, who is the your go-to person that you're like, <laughs> this is who I want to hang out with? They're not in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no? Not, e- no, no, not even the climate change girl? No, you know who it would be? <laughs> it would be those first two. It would be the goth, the like new wave guy. Who like lowers his sunglasses at Tree as she's walking out of the dorm hall, uh-huh. and um and the climate change girl. Okay, <laughs> those are those are the who I hang out with. Maybe Carter. Maybe. I mean, the thing is, is that I was very similar to Carter. I think at that age, I was a little. You were a little I was like rougher if, around. Yeah, the edges. I was like if Carter. <laughs> was already calling himself an anarchist, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like okay. if Carter listened to political punk rock, I would hang out with Carter first semester of freshman year. And then by the time, by second semester, when I'm like really into mushrooms, Carter and I aren't hanging out so much probably. Yeah. Yeah, he's not on that journey. No. For sure. <laughs> no, unless he, I don't know, unless he's me. <laughs> and then second semester, he takes that journey. I don't know. What about you? Who's your... Honestly, this is going to sound kind of weird and judge me all you want for it. But I think it would be Lori. Yeah, no, that, no, definitely that tracks. Yeah, for sure you're hanging out with Lori. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Lori would be my go to BFF. And I think, I honestly think that I might pre time loop have been on her side and maybe would have been one kind of like inadvertently encouraging her (laughs) to try to kill Tree. Yeah. (laughs) 
I don't think I would have anything to do with anyone in the sorority fraternity area. No? No. I mean, we went to a school without a Greek system, so I can't say for sure. Who is the, what's the name of the guy that... Nick? Yeah. Danielle's boyfriend? I think I would have, like, <laughs> low-key hooked up with yeah. Nick. For a guy who turned his bedroom into a dance floor, he's not a very good dancer. No. He doesn't seem super into it either when he's doing it. And he's also really brazen about the, like, he's into tree thing. Like, he says, um, you can make it up to me later right in front of Danielle. Well, he and Danielle aren't dating. She just really likes oh, him. Oh, I see. But he's also really dumb. Yeah. Like, he's a total himbo. Yeah. But he's not even a great himbo. No. No, but he's hot enough that I would still hit it. Yeah. Fair. No, fair. Yeah, for sure. And I can also see myself getting real mean girl with Danielle. You know? Like, I wouldn't <laughs> hang out with her on the regular, but, well, like, I could see me, like, just getting wrapped up in her shit. The thing about Danielle is that that's... She has gravity, you know? Yeah. She, and if you're in her orbit, you're going to also turn into a mean girl. Yeah, it's real easy to get sucked into the Danielle show. Yeah, and she's... She's, that's the other thing. She's played way more for laughs in the second movie than in the first movie. Yeah, I actually hate her in the second movie, and yeah. I love her in the first movie. I feel like they kind of ruin her character in the second when movie. When they make her, like, well-meaning but stupid. And also racist. Like, vaguely racist. Oh, yeah. When she yeah. calls Samara Samosa. She's, I mean, well, that's, okay, but that, isn't that pre, isn't that regular universe, Danielle? Because when they get into the parallel universe where she's an actress and she's, super into charity. Oh, you're right. Instead of like, I don't know. Look, it's, (laughs) that's the, it's kind of hard to talk about the characters in the second movie because the whole multiverse thing makes some of the characters different, but not all of them. And it's also like, I don't know. I mean, they are kind of all just there for their little narrative purposes. Right. Like I'm actually really more interested in a lot of the characters we don't see much of. Like who? Like, like the girl with the headphones. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, the poor Asian girl that's sitting outside that like is, is always waving at tree and, and never, never gets, gets waved a response. back. And then and then has her to... <laughs> her arc is that at the end, Lori dies in front of her. Yeah, <laughs> splatters her with blood. That poor girl. Poor girl. I also really want to know a lot more about Becky. Becky's another one that gets shit uh, yeah, on a lot Becky, in that first Becky, and movie. We, she doesn't come back in the second movie no, that I can remember. She's not. And the trombone guy. I love the guy playing trombone mm-hmm. in the hallway. I'd be friends with him, probably. I want to know more about the girl who's always yelling that somebody took her hair dryer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I would hang out with the lab trio. I don't know. Like... Dre seems fine. Yeah, I like Dre. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Dre has dosed Samar's Yoohoo before. That's not okay. That's not good friend behavior. Oh, yeah. Putting acid in your friend's drink without telling them? Don't do that. Samar has some problems. Ryan has some problems. Ryan has a lot of problems. First of all, our introduction to him in the second movie, I mean, we've already been introduced to him, but our introduction to him in the first movie is him being completely horrifyingly disrespectful. Right. Uh, yeah, and every scene, yeah. Sure. <laughs> and then in the second movie, it's him opening his car door and a bunch of litter falling out, and him not cleaning it up, dick. And he does that again. I mean, he's given a loop, and he still yeah. chooses to litter. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ryan, uh, I think he's cute and he has some redeeming qualities, but I want to hang out with him. No, yeah. No. Tim's also one that I don't really care to hang out with. Tim, okay, I have to do it. Yeah, do it. I have to say Go ahead. I understand that Tim is whatever, it's progressive. It's also kind of by erasure because here's the thing. She doesn't, he doesn't say he's gay. He doesn't say he's not into women. She catches him watching gay porn and assumes that he's not into women and just takes that upon herself. And it's like, I'm sorry, excuse me. You don't know. You don't know his life. Right. He could be into both. And I also get that, like, this movie's trying to be very economical, the first one, yeah. ter- at least in terms of, like, how she chooses to respond to that. Both, you know... Like, go get yourself some man-ass. Yeah. It, and it's it, like, yeah, sure, I will, but also, what are you doing? But, like, that's <laughs> not the way you go about that. No, If somebody really is not. closeted enough that they are stalking you, yeah. that's not how you, <laughs> how you help them out of the closet, whatever no. closet they're in. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of... It's not helpful. Yeah, in the movie, that's not the point, but right. I just have to say. Fair. I also, he just seems like kind of a stick in the mud. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, he's seems definitely really he's definitely not fun. I mean, again, who takes someone to Subway on a first date? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's not wrong when she says that. Also, I feel like the second movie, and sometimes the first, but the second movie in, in particular, I feel like it forgets that all this is happening in the course of, like, two days. <laughs> Because yeah, in the very, yeah. like, in that basketball scene, is it basketball? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the basketball at, game? Yeah, yeah, at the game, and Tim already has found He's a guy. He's already openly with a guy. Yeah. Yeah, op- yeah, exactly. Openly with a guy Yeah, at the game. And I it's mean, just like, he uh, he works fast. It's hard to say, though, because I don't think I've ever had someone caught in, like, a Zen Bodhisattva loop come and tell the truth to me about myself. You know what I mean? Like, maybe maybe that's how it works. Maybe when somebody speaks to you with the confidence of someone who has lived the same day more than once, you know, maybe it does. It is like a, a chiming of a bell. Maybe it does register deep within you and make you suddenly be like, "Okay, I'm out of the closet." I don't know. I mean, maybe, but even <laughs> still, it's like 24 hours later, and you're like openly out at a basketball game with a guy that you're comfortable enough to bring in that situation. I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, again, it honestly just speaks more to the, like, maybe, like, he was like, yeah, I, I'm bi. I was going to go to the game with him anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> because not even in the closet. He's just, like, openly bi, but she doesn't know that. So she thinks she's, like, helping him. And he's just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm into both of you, you know? Right. And you know what? Maybe he wasn't even really stalking her. Maybe he just wanted her to be a decent human being and and provide a certain amount of closure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just like a, hey, not into it. Let's go. Okay. I mean, let's not go, actually. Yeah. You know what? You're right. That's canon to me now. Like, he was already out. He was already dating somebody (laughs) new. He's already totally comfortable. He was only confronting her because he was like, you were shitty to me. I mean, he was going to masturbate to gay porn with his window open. Okay. Right. Yeah, and if you're in the closet, you're checking the window. And before, when somebody yeah. knocks on the door, he leaves it. Playing. He leaves it playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Tree's just not very observant. Tree's just dumb. <laughs> She's a dumb bitch too. <laughs> wow, rude. I, those are look. Those are Lori's words, they are not Lori's mine. Words. So okay, would you hang out with Tree? <sighs> yes. 
one, I would have been obsessed with her even when she was a mean girl. Yeah, she would have destroyed you. Yeah, oh, yeah. She, <laughs> she would have ruined my life for like a full year. These characters, a lot of them, yes, they're kind of thin. They're kind of one note. They're kind of there just for one purpose. And part of that is maybe to serve the simplicity, at least in the second movie, of like, in this universe, this is what this person does. In this other universe, this is what they're doing. But they're still mostly basically the same people. I appreciate that. It's not so night and day. But I think part of serving that is making sure that the characters are really only there for whatever purpose. Having said that, I do think a lot of the characters are really interesting and compelling. But yeah, Tree is <laughs> like, she's just so great. And, and she gets all these moments alone. And you see her going through so many different things a lot of those times she get we get to see her just being herself are very different in tone from other times that Well yeah, I mean we see Tree go through a lot. Yes. And, and we see it. And we exactly. And it's not an internal monologue. You know, we're not exposed to her thoughts, but but we see but what we they are. We see what they are. And we see this it's a number of very different scenarios that she's put in. There's a quite a range to what we get from Tree. And so, yeah, of course I would hang out with her at any stage in the game. Mm -hmm. And I even feel like in a lot of cases, the movie does a disservice to Jessica Roth's acting in that like they make her say out loud what we've already figured out because she she portrays it so well. Like, for example, when she thinks that she's solved it, she's got uh, Tomb in front of mm-hmm. her and she decides she can't kill him because she's worried about Carter and doesn't yeah. want him to be dead in this they give us version. The... But then she has to say that out loud where yeah. it's like, she already, I already saw it in her face. Yeah. Like she didn't need to say it's that. It's true. Yeah. She's really good at conveying what the character is learning and feeling in a way that we, yeah, you don't need a lot of the text right? or a lot of the like, here's a quick little flashback or here, you know, Here's her speaking the theme aloud. You know, we don't need a lot of that. And I do think the second movie especially kind of has a problem with like trying to hold our hand a little too much. And it's like, no, she's we she's doing the job. Right. Yeah. We can see it. It's in her. So she doesn't need the handicap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, Tombs is not somebody I'd want to hang out with. Is it John Tombs? John Tombs. John Tombs. But he's somebody that I want to know a lot more about because he's basically Jason. Yeah. Like the minute he has his hands free, he wants to murder anybody nearby him. I want a John Tombs origin story movie. Right. You know, or like a pre, like what, what is the, here's what we're getting. We're getting Michael Myers after that first Halloween. And now he's apprehended and handcuffed to a hospital bed. He's killed six people already before we, the events of this film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's like a whole story there. But another thing I do really love about the John Toombs character is that he isn't really a slasher. He's not your typical slasher antagonist or killer. And even, I mean, among the spectrum of those options, he, he's closest probably to Freddy Krueger, but he feels more like a true crime cartoon than a slasher cartoon like he's kind of cartoonish but it's all very much like oh he was on an episode of america's most wanted or something you know he's a he's a antagonist from an episode of cops like he feels like or like a richard speck type you know he's 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 a scummy good old boy long-haired hellraiser 
you know, who calls Tree little girl and stuff, you know. He's just a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that, the, that he's that instead of some more significant entity. And the movie kind of like treats him as an afterthought a lot, which I also really like. Right. But he's still as, as like, you know, as I was alluding to, like he still pulls the Jason thing of just like, like he has no reason to immediately, as soon as somebody unbuckles his restraints, just start murdering everybody yeah. in sight. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, he does no. play the slasher game in that way. Yeah, 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 he does. But he's like, you know, he's mask off. He's talking. He's he's a human. He's a person. Hmm. Um, he's just a different kind of. Yeah, it's the same actions that we get from like a Jason or a Michael Myers, but it's like there's a lucidity and a self-awareness and a consciousness to him that isn't normally present in like a a slasher villain. You know, he's not an abused nerd or, a, you know, a vengeful parent or, you know, there's no... There's no reason. There's no it. reason, you yeah. know, but he seems like he's a person who has his own reasons, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. I just think it's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing, but yeah, I definitely want more <laughs> of John Toombs. Right. Yeah. Give me the John Toombs pre trees birthday movie. Okay. Um, I think we can move on unless there's another character you want to talk about. I mean, I kind of want to talk about like all of them because they all are very interesting. And because we're not given, we're given more of Ryan. We're given a little more of Carter. We're given a little more of Laurie, mm-hmm. especially in the second film. But other than that, like so many of the characters, yeah, it's we're not getting a whole lot of their, you know, lives and nuances. So there's not really much to say other than like, yeah, they're compelling for who they are, and I kind of want more of them, but I don't know. It's the tree show. It is the tree show. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, Danielle sucks real bad. She's awful. She's a Melissa. But I love her. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, yeah, I love Melissa. Yeah, it's Melissa. But Carter. Carter's a dick. Carter smacks Ryan in the penis. And Ryan says, you hit my penis. That's not cool. No, it's not cool, Carter. You can't do shit like that. Yeah, Carter does a couple things. I mean, even just the whole making him sleep in his car, and then when he comes just to get stuff, kicking him out immediately just because you want to kiss Tree. Like, that's rude. Let let him get his clothes. Yeah. This is his room, too. Yeah, you've made him sleep in his car. I mean, to be fair, Ryan, it kind of also sucks. So maybe he earned it, you know? But... I don't know. It is a lot of this movie is just like, God, men, young men. Ugh. I know. Stop. Makes me glad I'm not young anymore. (laughs) No, you're certainly not now. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, let's talk about our birthdays. Yeah. I've talked about other people enough. Yeah, right. So what I want to know, Andy, of all your past birthdays, which one would you most want to be in, stuck in a time loop oh, of? And which one would you least want to be stuck in a time loop of? Oh, there are a number that I really would not want to be in, for sure. I don't know. My 30th birthday was crazy. It was like a wild party of lots of different people. But it was also just like, what a mess. What a mess I was. I'd like to be stuck in that loop. Actually, that would be the one that I would learn something. 
You know what I mean? Like, okay, if I, yeah. on my 30th birthday, if I looped in that one, I wouldn't have fun. It would be more like Happy Death Day, where it would be like a bunch of shit I'd have to figure out, and some mysteries I'd have to solve, and some truths I'd have to face about myself. And then maybe I'd, by the end of it, I'd be a much better person, which would be great because I could save myself the ensuing decade of fucking around and finding out, because there was a whole lot of that in the next 10 years. Uh-huh. And I would love to just have fast-forwarded through all of that in okay. one night and learn that lesson. So, I mean, yeah, for the spiritual purpose, the, the Zen purpose of the Happy Death Day thesis, it would probably be my 30th birthday. But the one that would be, like, probably the most chill would be 39, I think. I want to say 39 is the year that the Egyptian was doing a Warner Brothers horror and sci-fi movie marathon the day before my birthday. So it wasn't technically my birthday. Shit. So I can't. I mean, if I could count it, it would you be that. It, sure. Just going to the Egyptian and watching six movies in a row <laughs> with popcorn and soda. And like occasionally a friend would come by and hang out and watch one with I feel me. like that like, would suck because that's the same six movies every day. Okay, but forever. let me tell you this fucking lineup. It was House on a Haunted Hill... Them, Thing from Another World, The Haunting, and I can't remember. Fuck me. Oh, uh, Village of the Damned, Mm -hmm. I believe. Anyway, it was awesome. Yeah, that's a great lineup. It was a great, great fucking lineup. So you would just want to repeat that lineup, watching it over and over again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, The Haunting, come on. So for me, last year, actually, I had COVID. You know, so that wouldn't be great to relive. But at the same time, I chose to spend my birthday just watching movies upstairs by myself. So that wasn't so terrible. Yeah, see? You know, like I could repeat that. I think the one that I would absolutely hate to relive over and over again, like truly hate, is my 25th birthday. Oh, what happened? Um, Okay, so on my 25th birthday, which was my golden birthday because I was born on July 25th. Yeah. So it was, I, I, for some reason, it was always super important to me that my 25th birthday was going to be a big deal. Yeah. And all I did that day is I went to see X Files, I Want to Believe, because that came out on my birthday. Oh, gosh. And, you know, I have a summer birthday. So, like, movies come out on our birthdays quite a bit. But it was exciting that on my golden birthday, a new X Files movie was coming out. <laughs> so I was like, fuck yes. And we even went, I even, you know, went to see it at the Chinese theater. Oh, wow. Chinese theater. Yeah. And I was so excited because I was like, it's a new X-Files movie, the day of my birthday, my golden birthday, 25th. Mm-hmm. And then it was I Want to Believe, which uh. is incredibly disappointing. And you know, like the whole thing about that movie, right? Spoiler alert for something that is 15 years old. The whole thing is it's like, uh, I can't even remember exactly what the bad guys are doing, but, but it's, it's, not, it's like not supernatural yeah. or extraterrestrial at all. And the whole time, like, you know, that whole dynamic between Mulder and Scully where Mulder's always like wanting to believe and Scully's always trying to be like the reasonable yeah. person. Well, she's right in this one. It is completely You know, I, I gotta say, I didn't see that movie because I, I did never heard a positive thing about it. But you know what? Give her one. Let's yeah, Scully but not, one. not as a movie that came out <laughs> yeah, after yeah. the series ended, before we had yeah. any idea that they were going to redo this yeah. or like bring back the series years later. This was supposed to be the X-Files swan song. 
<laughs> and they were just like, it's, there's nothing out there. Yeah, exactly. The, the truth is in here. It's right here, and, and there's nothing. And it's depressing. <laughs> it's not just a bad movie. It's, it's depressing. It's the it's the uh, it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown of X Files. <laughs> so that would be my least favorite. Yeah. My the one that I would probably want to redo for a good for an, a happy death day reason. Yeah. The next year, um, my sisters collaborated with a friend here in Minneapolis when I was coming to visit to do a happy, uh, 25th birthday redo because they heard that my 25th was so terrible. Yeah. And so they got this like really fancy party bus and we, you know, it took us to all the gay bars in the mm-hmm. Twin Cities and it was a lot of fun, but it was a fucking train wreck mess of a night. And so not only would it be fun to redo it just because it was a fun yeah. night, but I also would learn a lot from it. I would, yeah. I, that, that is a night that yeah. I, there are some lessons that I could learn earlier on in life. Yeah, they're definitely, <laughs> man, oh God. Yeah, just thinking about my 30th birthday, it's like, ugh, I would have been, uh, there would have been a lot of, uh, you know, tree to Lori, heart to hearts between me and people <laughs> that night. Right. Yeah, I mean, after a few repetitions, of course. Yeah, well, yeah. I I will say this. Tree, it takes her a lot longer to go, like, chaotic than it would take me. Like, when she turns into, like, a, you know, hypomanic pixie daydream girl, mm-hmm. a little more grounded than a manic pixie dream girl, uh, and she's just doing her, like, what do you call that? Like, the carpe diem, you know, that she gets after she decides to kill herself and go one more through. Uh, I feel like that w- it wouldn't have taken me that long to get that crazy. No? <laughs> I, think, I think two times through and I'm already like, cause that's, I think that's where she steals a cop's gun. I tell you, I would have already, that so many, times. I would have stolen that cop's gun like four times already by, by my ninth trip through the, through the cycle. See, my thing is I would have taken a lot longer than tree does to do things like, you know, scream in people's faces or walk. Oh my you know, God. No, I think, I think like third day. Because my that. anxiety would every single time think this is going to be the one that carries through. <laughs> every single time yeah. even if i had an idea okay i probably have to accomplish this this Jesus. and this yeah you know like I, my anxiety would be like no no you're gonna do this crazy thing and then you're gonna wake up and it's gonna be tomorrow and everybody's gonna remember you did this thing yeah fair okay like i would need to be like groundhog day level where like live through like probably a decade worth of days <laughs> before i well okay that's probably too many yeah. maybe maybe a year's worth of days yeah i don't i don't know i feel like i would crack sooner i'm also kind of like that already sometimes yeah. you know like i already you already are half half like if, it. yeah if i get a little <laughs> too stoned i'm having a heart to heart with you about who we are i mean i don't know i actually have a have a had a lot of birthdays i wouldn't mind going through again you know you and i together have had a number of my good birthdays oh, we yeah? went to elich's one year on my i think 26th that was fun mm-hmm on my 27th, we saw the Simpsons movie Yeah, with my friend John. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That was a good... I'd, I'd go see the Simpsons movie again. <laughs> I don't know. I think, the, I think the one that sticks out for me is like what I wouldn't want to do uh, that I can remember is my 40th. Because was I was... a COVID birthday? It was, it was 2020. Yeah. July of 2020. Right before you moved here. Right before I moved here. And we were packing up all of our shit into, like literally my 40th birthday was spent putting all of our belongings in a, in a moving cube. And it was, you know, 
July in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So it was like a hundred fucking degrees. And we were moving during COVID halfway across the country. It was just like so high stress. We were both at the end of our ropes. Uh, it was a, it was a mess of a day and it was, it was kind of miserable, but I mean, I am glad that my partner was there. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. was, it was things like that are made a little easier, you know, that you, when you have someone to share them with. So maybe, I don't know. Cause I definitely had some bad birthdays when I was much younger. I my mean, second birthday, I cracked my head open. That would probably be not fun to live through over and over again. When you were two? When I was two. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, moving on. Yeah. I want to know who would be trying to kill you on your birthday loop. Oh, who would be on uh, my birthday, the, the suspects list? Yeah, who's on the suspect list? Let's go now, not like back in the birthdays we well, just talked about. Well, definitely but. you. Uh, yeah, you're on, yeah, you're Am always, really, oh, you're so always sweet. gonna. Like, I feel so You're honored. always gonna be. If I'm getting murdered, one of my first thoughts is gonna be like, okay, Philip, for sure. See, you wouldn't even make my <laughs> list. You would be the Lori. You'd be the one that I would not see. Oh coming. yeah, yeah. Here, have a cupcake. <laughs> um, I have a few exes that could yeah. potentially. I mean, not really. Actually, I'm on pretty good terms with all of my exes. I don't. Yeah. I'm trying to think if any of my exes would try to kill me. I have an ex-friend who might try to kill me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a couple of those that I wouldn't put it past. Yeah. There's also one ex who was enough into meth that I could see him going too far and then, like, coming after me. Being John Toombs type? Yeah. There's a couple people that I went on dates from apps, but nobody I've dated, I don't think, for an extended period of time. Here's the thing. I don't think any of my exes give a shit enough. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Somebody any of them think about me enough. Them. Yeah. Like the only one that <laughs> there's only one that I can think of that like, okay, two, there are two I can think of that would be like that person might have at one point hated me enough to try to kill me. Like they were invested enough emotionally in me that I could see that being a slasher motivation. But I think given time, yeah, they probably don't give a shit about me anymore. Yeah. Ooh, you know who would be at the top of my list, actually? And I really want to say this out loud because I want to know if he listens to this show. Oh, God. My brother. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Your brother's on my list, too. Yeah. (laughs) If I get murdered, I'm like, yep, he did it. If I'm stuck in a time loop in which I keep getting murdered, he's the first person I'm going to figure out what he's doing that day. Yeah. (laughs) And he's just masturbating to gay porn. (laughs) You know what? That's actually probably true. (laughs) Okay. So then that leads to the next question. What is your birthday lesson? This, this year you get stuck in a time loop. Somebody kills you over and over. What's the lesson that you are are being forced to learn? Oh, yeah. I mean, it really is. It's the, it's probably the like, stop wasting your time, man. Do something. Stop Mm. being indecisive. Chaotic, you know. <laughs> Put yourself out there. It's yeah. It's some of the same lessons Tree has to learn, except mm-hmm. maybe without the like you need to develop empathy thing. I think my lesson is have a little less empathy. <laughs> really? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I feel like mine is is similar to yours. More about like snap to it. You know, yeah. get your shit yeah, together. Time's a wasting. Yeah, time's a wasting. That's my lesson. Yeah. But I feel like it also is with this. Uh, little bent of like um stop taking your shit for granted 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, appreciate what you got. Yeah, I definitely kind of have had a couple... It's been an eventful year in some of those ways. I've had a couple things happen this year that have been like, uh, you know. So maybe you need a birthday time loop, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, maybe talk to me will be good enough that it'll put me in a loop. Or maybe it'll be so terrible that it puts you in a loop. Yeah. And Who the Carly you... Rae Jepsen album is what's going to get me out of the loop. Of course. That's all I ever need is another new Carly Rae Jepsen record. <laughs> Sorry. So next Friday yeah. is your birthday. Yeah. Like a week from this Friday. Yeah. Or if you're listening to this episode, this Friday. Yeah, okay, now whatever. I'm confused. Yeah. Just, so I'm your birthday, so lost now. Your birthday comes around. You get stuck in a time loop. How long would it take you to come to me and tell me what's going on? Would you do it? I would, try, I would do it before I was certain it was happening. Really? I would do it before the second day. <laughs> the first day would happen, and I'd be like... I think you'd be the first person I would tell, because I yeah. think you'd be the most likely person to believe me. I, I, now, I hate to say this, because I want to be... I want to say, no, my partner, I would tell her immediately. You know? But also, she's on my murder suspect list. Mm. So, yeah, so you can't just go right to that I can't. Person. Yeah, because what if she's killing me? You know, see, for me, it's more like I know telling my partner that he would be super supportive, but I, I think that there would be like a significant piece of him that thought I was crazy or didn't believe well, me. Whereas yeah. if I told you, I think you would just like be like, yeah, okay, that, this is happening. That's the thing. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to, if you told me, okay, now, if you told me now, if tomorrow you came to me and you were like, I'm in a loop, I would believe you 10 years ago. I would be like, you're, f- okay, stop right now, because I already know this is a very elaborate prank you're planning on me. Yeah, because I used to be a much more of an asshole to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you were kind of a Danielle. <laughs> I have really calmed down on that. Yeah, you've learned some good tree lessons. Yeah. And no, I don't suspect that my partner would murder me. But it's the same. I would be afraid of worrying her mm-hmm. or of making her think that I was losing my mind. Yeah. You know? And I love her and she's, she loves me and we trust each other and we're, you know, honest and open with each other, but like, and we communicate very well. It's a very great adult relationship, but I, yeah, there's always going to be a little bit of that. Like, uh, I don't want her to worry. You know, I don't think you would worry. No, I wouldn't actually. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be first or second. Maybe I would go to her first, but you're, you're top two. I would just be excited. I would be excited that something interesting is happening and I would want to help. Yeah, you right. It, you I mean, I, I would. Yeah, if you came to me and you were like, I'm stuck in a loop, I'd be like, finally, something. Something new. You know what I would do immediately? Like, if you came to me and was like, I'm stuck in a time loop, I wouldn't even question. Like, I might say, really? And if you said yes, I'd be like, hold on. I'd run upstairs, I'd grab my whiteboard, a bunch of yeah. markers, <laughs> and then we'd start mapping out your day. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, we would turn it into this whole project. Yeah, again, we'd, it would be quicker. <laughs> God, would you get stuck in a time loop already? God, please. Trying. I'm trying to. <laughs> God. I'm I'm doing everything wrong. I'm not learning any lessons. I will say this, the suicide montage in in two. No one's doing that. No. No one's doing drinking Drano? Get the fuck out of here. It, and this is the thing. Like, I don't even believe that Tree would do that. No. It's like 
Especially knowing at this point that she the, knows the, that she'll feel it. And you're getting damaged. Yeah. 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 I think that it, it really is just like, it's all the writing. It's a scene played for laughs and it's not funny. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, some of it's a little funny. Some of it. I... It, just, it just seems out of place and it doesn't. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe jumping out of an airplane I would try. Yeah, well, and you know what? This is this is the problem. That suicide scene is like half of each of the suicide attempts are funny, and then the stinger or like the other half is not. Like the guy's reaction to her drinking Drano in the grocery store is hilarious. Yeah. But then like she wakes up like clawing at her throat, and it's like horrifying. Yeah, yeah. And her well, jumping and you're like, why did you do that? You knew that was going to happen, right? And her jumping out of the plane, hilarious. But then the the stupid thing of her like flipping off the camera as she dies That's, in front yeah, of Danielle in front and of Carter. Danielle and Carter is yeah. dumb. That's yeah, that doesn't. So yeah, it's it's like it's poorly written and poorly edited. Yeah, sometimes in the second movie, Tree seems like she's unlearned some of her lessons like she kind of goes back to being an asshole about a number of things right but i, I mean i would what sleeping pills you know that would be it i'm definitely not electrocuting myself no get the fuck out of here no electrocution no burning no uh i would you know like garage car mm, you know yeah. that could work that's pretty peaceful i don't know i smoked cigarettes for a long time so that would maybe just take too long <laughs> don't you think that means it would take less long i don't know you didn't strengthen your lungs yeah you did yeah i did i made my lungs uh resistant to carbon monoxide i don't know i'm not a scientist i didn't build a sisyphus machine no you did not i yeah it would it would be pretty passive ways maybe the jumping out of a plane thing because I've always kind of been curious about skydiving. And yeah, it's... and I feel like falling to your death would actually be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do love the feeling of free falling. You know what? I might feed myself to a shark. I don't think they'll eat you. Oh, yeah. They'll take they a bite, and then me. you're just going to sit yeah. there and bleed out. Yeah, so not, not that. No, no, like, bad poisons, you know, like cleaning supplies or rat poison or snake venom or anything i wouldn't do any of that no no poison is a terrible way to yeah. die what about right, here's one i would do freeze to death freezing to death i've heard is actually i've heard i've heard good <laughs> things about it <laughs> but no i i hear that i mean being cold sucks but like once you get to the point where you're like dying it, it's supposedly you get really really zen and peaceful yeah i feel like drowning would be fairly quick but also here's a good one i used to teach scuba diving in case you know you don't know. Mm -hmm. If you go deep enough on a tank of oxygen, you'll get oxygen poisoning. But at the same time, you're also getting nitrogen narcosis, which is when the effects of nitrogen compressed under pressure makes you feel kind of really drunk and loopy and out of it. It's why uh -huh. a lot of like tech divers who go deep can risk fucking up, you know, why you have different, you actually end up diving with different mixes of air, mm -hmm. compressed air. Anyway, uh, I've actually, this is kind of morbid, but I've actually heard of somebody who that's how they killed themselves. They just went scuba diving by themselves and just went deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until the oxygen basically kind of passes you out. Oh, wow. And you. Yeah, are, that might be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I always thought. Water. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you are getting kind of like loopy in the process. So everything, and I've, ha I've had nitrogen narcosis. It does feel like you're just kind of like. I mean, well, you've had that if you've ever been to a dentist and went on yeah. nitrous. It's yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like yeah. having nitrous. Oh, yeah. That's delightful. It is delightful. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it. 
Of course, you have to get some scuba diving equipment and find a body of oh, water deep Jesus. enough. But, yeah, I mean, you, you're in a time loop. You got nothing but time. That's true. All right. I think, I think we've celebrated our birthdays enough. Yeah, I'm exhausted. I need, I need to go to bed. I'm tired. It's been, a, it's been a crazy birthday. Yeah. You know what day I don't want to relive? This one. I'm what? done with this. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to record Jesus. this again. I'm just kidding, Andy. I love you. I'll record the same thing over and over with you. No, I don't. Yeah, I definitely don't want to. Yeah, I'm good. I don't need to relive this again. (laughs) Okay. So on that note, we can say happy birthday, Andy. Happy birthday, Philip. Thank you. Happy death day. Happy death day to us. Yeah. And we will see you soon if we're still alive. Yep. We got Shark Week coming up. And not Shark Week. And not Shark Week coming up. And until then, bye, good luck. You know, if they make a third one, they should call it Happy Death Day Tree. That's good, yeah. (laughs) Right? Right? What is breakfast, Becky? (laughs) Hello, Earth to Space Bitch. TTFN. Bye, good luck.